the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's almost like you can sort of stand in your yard and kiss the warm temperatures goodbye. There it goes, right? Just in a, in a short matter of time, storms are going to roll into the city, and as they do, they're going to usher into much cooler temperatures. And as they do, that 80 degrees that we've been sort of basking in these last several weeks gone until probably next may or june that breaks my heart a little bit of mine as well i sat out on my porch today yeah and i just soaked it in Mm -hmm. i tried to you know look around and like take in as much as i could (laughs) yeah you and i are a little similar yeah i mean you know how i am yeah and you've joined me in this morose kind of like surrender i just love summer yeah remember that woman i ran into the other day Mm -hmm. i am so sick I saw a pool. Uh, There was a a poll today. Do you like these 80-degree days, or are you ready for fall? The results were split evenly. Evenly. I don't understand how someone couldn't want... To continue this on? How beautiful it is and warm and lovely. It's not hot at night. It's perfect. Perfect. So we'll have November, December, January, Uh, February, March, five months ahead of, like, crusty, hard, cold temperatures. You know what I got out this morning? Your parka. Two turtlenecks. Oh, I did. Here it is. You know, I here it is. Yeah, oh, uh-huh. I've I, I been itching my mosquito bites and kind of happily, right? I bring it on. You're right? not going to have any for a long Such time. Such is life. Okay, enough of our opining about it's sad. The, the fall weather that's upon us. Kath, as we always do. Wait, what time is it? Oh, please? I should tell you. Tell I'm so glad you reminded me because I would have forgotten on yeah. my own. Your weekend has begun. Ah, yes. It's six minutes past the four o'clock hour on a transitional Friday afternoon. But truly, at least in this corner, despite our misgivings, all is right and well. Wow. Very nice. We're transitioning. I had to put those caveats in there. Okay. But as we always do, Kath, you give us the top news stories of the day. So without any further ado, my friend, please give us Mm. the top four at four. I'll do it. All right. Thank you. (laughs) That's why we're here. For Friday, October 15th, 2021. Number one, Ronnie Floyd, the highest ranking official of the Southern Baptist Convention Executive Committee, announced his resignation last evening following weeks of contentious committee meetings about a sexual abuse inquiry. Reading here from the Tennessean. It says, the executive committee of the SBC met in recent weeks to vote on waiving attorney-client privilege for an investigation into the committee's handling of sex abuse claims. Floyd sided with legal counsel who advised the executive committee against waiving privilege. Okay, here's to translate because it's a little hard to keep because we got a lot of double negatives there. there. Ronnie Floyd wanted to preserve the privileged communication between the SBC committee and its lawyers. He didn't want anyone to be able to access that, right? The committee, though 
ultimately voted to waive privilege and let the investigators see everything. Transparency. Okay? Right. They, they voted for transparency because the messengers, all the regular people who voted at the SBC um, committee meeting, wanted them to do that. That's how they voted. It's really complicated. Anyway, Floyd said the resignation is a direct result of that. The law firm, check this out, that served for 56 years as legal counsel for the executive committee and the entire SBC resigned Monday. Mm. Ten executive committee members also resigned last week. The Nashville-based Southern Baptist Convention, in case you're keeping track, has 14 million members and is the nation's largest Protestant denomination in the U.S. It has been rocked in recent years over how it responded to sex abuse allegations within its network of churches. No kidding. Yep. Number two. We're not the only city with a bus in a sinkhole anymore. Hey. Thank goodness. According to, Do you feel better about I it? I do. We're number two. No, we're still number one. According to the AP, a bus transporting oil refinery workers fell into a sinkhole in the center of Greece's second largest city today as a storm continued to batter the country. Mm. Authorities said all 15 people on the bus in Thessaloniki were unharmed. Hundreds of homes in Athens, Greece's capital, were flooded and major roads remained closed as the storm crossed the country heading east. The bus is still in the hole. Go home and have some baklava. Okay. Number three. This is such a great story. The wreck of a storied military ship that served in two world wars, performed patrols in waters off of Alaska for decades, and at one point was captained by the first black man to, commen- to command a U.S. government vessel, has been found. The U.S. Revenue Cutter Bear, which sank in 1963, about 260 miles east of Boston, as it was being towed to Philadelphia, where it was about to be converted into a floating restaurant was located back in 2019, but just today it's been confirmed by the U.S. Coast Guard. That is the boat. Found about 90 miles south of Cape Sable, Nova Scotia, ending a decades-long mystery. The legend of the bear, this ship, this famous ship that's been lost, is so ingrained in Coast Guard lore that the sports teams at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy in Connecticut are named the Bears. That's how important it is to them. I'll give you more details about that. As the show unfolds, it's yeah. really a terrific story. The ship is there. You could have oysters on the half shell there, I'm sure. You can't anymore because it's been under the Atlantic There's for a long time. There's some oysters down there. And number four, you know how I love a weird animal story. Oh, yeah. More than 90 snakes were found under one California home, according to NBC News. Mm. Quote, I got a call from somebody that they had snakes under their house. Three hours and 45 minutes later, this is what I came out with, said a worker from the Sonoma County Reptile Rescue. The worker included pictures of the snakes in clusters and said the final count of the creatures was 59 babies and 22 adults. <laughs> Al Wolf, the man who responded to the house, returned to check the residence twice and found 11 more rattlesnakes, describing them as fairly mellow in nature. Yeah. Some you go up and pet, he said. Some you just can't. Wolf told the Press Democrat that the number of snakes living in the foundation was likely because it is such a rocky area. The homeowner, God bless her, asked to remain anonymous in case the discovery upsets her neighbors. And that is your top four. Yowza. Four. And she didn't get a pair of snakeskin boots out of it, did she? That's a disgusting yeah. number of snakes. Well, if you're building your house in that area, on that rock, you have to expect sooner or later you're going to come upon at least one snake, not uh, multitudinous. Okay, so one is different than 59 15. babies and 22 adults. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's really a whole lot. I thought you were going to tell me a story about Kodiak. About the stellar sea eagle? Yeah. 
No, he's he's back in the aviary feeling good. Yeah, I, I missed hearing the stories. No, he's about good. I'm, I'm hoping for like you know a second jailbreak. Are you? I am, but you know apparently that's not going to happen. He, I think, is going to be restrained very carefully. Yeah, from this that's point the on. key word there. Restrained. I have a, you know what? I his lifeblood. I downloaded wings. a picture of Cody last night. Mm. What stuck in his cage? Nope. One of one of my favorite pictures from when he was out. Mm, yep. Can I show it to you? Yeah, I'm just going to show look it to the him. people at home too. Oh my gosh! Look okay, at this is him in the north side. Just fabulous. Can you look look at him? Oh, that's gorgeous. How great! I mean, there he is. Yeah, he's all happy. I proud. feel like I need to just maybe. Kodiak. Here, wait one more there shot. There we go. Look at him. He's look. like. He's the greatest. Yeah. He's absolutely the greatest. So he's he's. We're not going to see him for a while. Well, if you go to the aviary, you can No, see no, him. he's not on public view. Oh, yeah, because he has to rest. No, he's in the re-education program. <laughs> that's what's happening. That's, that's what's going on. All right. We'll All take right. a quick break. When we do come back, our next guest has some tips for us. Yeah, he has some ways to improve our show, which can take offense to All that. Right. Doug Bursch, third time's a charm with Doug Bursch. We'll talk about that and more next. The Friday edition of The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Does God give us rights in our Christian walk? But in the book of Romans, there is no bill of rights. Rights are for people who think they own something. We own nothing uh, but judgment. But thank God, by the grace of God and by the gifts of grace, we are what we are. Amen. Join us for Adrian Rogers' series, Foundations for Our Faith, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Confused about Medicare? Let me help you navigate the maze. My name is Tom Yakupin, agency owner at West Penn Life and Health in Washington. My staff and I represent several Medicare health plans that you know and trust. And we've helped many people just like you with caring personal attention. Medicare can be confusing, so now's the time to schedule your meeting with me where you can ask questions and get answers you'll fully understand. Call today and ask for me, Tom Yakupin, at West Penn Life and Health, 724-228-7187. We offer real solutions for life, health, Medicare, and annuities, and we're a member of the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating for a reason. Call West Penn Life and Health right now, 724-228-7187. And ask for me, Tom Yakupin, 724-228-7187. Or find us online at westpennhealth.com. Are you in high school and thinking about your future or know someone who is? Consider nearby Geneva College. Geneva is a Christian college that prepares students for meaningful service and for their life's work. Geneva College believes that God's Word in its entirety is the starting point of all wisdom and knowledge, and their faculty are Christian scholars who are masters in their fields. Geneva has over 140 majors and programs in fields like accounting, nursing, cybersecurity, biology, aviation, engineering, and more, offering varsity sports, study abroad, programs and lots of club activities. U.S. News and World Report ranks Geneva among the top best value universities in the Northeast. But don't take anyone's word about the quality of a Geneva education. Find out for yourself at a visit day where you can take a tour, sit in on a class, and meet faculty. You can register now for any of Geneva's visit days, including open house events in October and November and STEM day on October 22nd. Register at geneva.edu slash visit. That's geneva.edu slash visit. It's time to break out to break through. The past year has been rocky for families across our nation, but your involvement makes a difference. 
help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus during our Breakout to Breakthrough broadcast. Featuring Canaan Bridges, Sean Smith, Matt Sorger, Jane Hammond, and Jay Gilbert. Watch Monday through Friday, October 11th through the 15th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast. Well, look who it is. Better late than never. Third time is a charm with Doug Bursch. Doug Bursch joins us. He's a regular guest on our show. Co-pastor of Evergreen Foursquare Church in Auburn, Washington. The host and producer of the Fairly Spiritual Show radio program and podcast. Author of Posting Peace, Why Social Media Divides Us and What We Can Do About It. Doug is here today to do uh, give us some insights Apparently, on how we can improve the show. I mean, oh, okay. Uh, by the way, first, I just need to apologize. Last Friday, yeah. no, 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 oh, yeah, what, no, 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 I do want him to apologize. What right. happened? No, and you know, uh, the thing was, I had a really good sandwich I was eating, <laughs> and I had to make a choice, right. <laughs> and so I went with the sandwich. No, Man, that's rough. That is a rough. That, that's actually not true. The sandwich wasn't that good, but still, <laughs> uh, it, it's still one. I was expecting some empathy, some compassion. I, seriously, I was actually interceding for your program, which I often do on Fridays, <laughs> and I was caught up into the third heaven, and then I just lost track of time. So, again, I'm sorry. Which yeah. you often do on Fridays. Yeah. No, I get that. that. That actually, you know what, is not true. I'm sorry. We were, I was actually at my weekly support group for regular guests of your show. <laughs> And we had a real breakthrough, and so it just went long. And by the way, the whole group wanted me to say to you that we forgive you. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like it's like the Southern Baptist Convention. Here. Man, that's a rough road we just traveled. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, I just I just forgot. I'm sorry. Okay, you should have taken more importance in my mind. I just totally forgot. But I want to make up. I want to make up to you this. So what I'm going to do oh, is I talk I can't about wait. ways to. Im- Ways to improve your show. Yeah. I've been on enough Yeah, that I thought we could give some ways. Great. You know who and we so, are, right? So that's yeah. good. I mean, we appreciate yeah. some constructive criticism, sure. Doug. Right. Well, here's the thing. Right. As a radio host, I can talk about anything, even if I know nothing about it. That's sure. the strength <laughs> of being a radio host. And so uh, I first thought about your name. Yeah. Uh, now, now, right now, the show is called The Ride Home with Insert Name and Kathy. Am I correct? Is that the, That's pretty much it. Something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You may be here tomorrow or not. <laughs> so I was. here's some options. Just you can take these constructive. You know, this is a brainstorming yeah. session. I'm just. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how about the Kathy and Garfunkel show? Hmm. Would that yeah. work? Okay. Just like that. Sure. Or the Kathy and Oates show. Either, either of those. Uh, oh, work. Kathy and Oates. Man eater. And, Kathy and Oates, Kathy and Garfunkel, and John, you might have to change your name, but I'm sure that's good. your kids and your wife won't really notice. So fine, that's, fine. you can do that. Also, here's the Kathy Emmons and the E Street Bland. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. As long Little, as I can find a sax player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do that. Okay. And then also Kathy Emmons and Jerry Mathers as the beaver. <laughs> you could do that. That's for the old school humor. Wow, right? that's good. That's good. That's you that's do that in one room, room, they'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. The producer uh-huh. was like, uh, Yeah, she's like, I don't even yeah. know. That the one. Kathy and Mansplainer show. Mm. Oh, that's well. good. 
I like it a lot. And the mansplainer. If it's yeah. like a morning show, it's like the mansplainer. <laughs> Kathy, you could do that. Good, yeah. Let's sit down and talk about some things you should know about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's right. I know what Kathy means to say. Let me right. tell you. If you just start doing that, <laughs> so it'll it'll happened. just work. It'll. You want an enlivened audience? Just every right. time Kathy says anything, say I think what you meant to say, Kathy. Right. I won't just, call her. Just I, see the. Right. I won't call her Kathy. I'll call her the little lady. The little lady. <laughs> see how the phone lines yeah light up. <laughs> Don't worry. She really that. means to say. Whatever he says, I'll submit. It'll right. be good. <laughs> oh. And then, I, I, you know, I didn't have any of these with your name in it, John. Thank so you. here's one that can have your name. Uh, the John Hall Intervention Hour starring <laughs> Kathy Emmons. So. And also he'll just be on for one hour, which is even better, right? So right. Just... And then I'm headed off somewhere to rehab. Right. Right. Just, right. We could just talk about what you just experienced <laughs> right, and right. bond over trauma. Mm-hmm. And, 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 so, we, and we all did it for his own good. Right. The, the 12 right. step now, show. Now, John. You can keep the name. By the way, I always, people who listen who aren't writing home, do they feel like they're being hypocrites? I, I don't know how that works with the ride home. But anyway, you can. We're welcoming people. Out. It's a long, we're thinking of it metaphorically. We're all. On the, on ride, the home. ride home. On the ride home. Right. I mean, so to heaven away your death. <laughs> exactly. Right. You're not dead okay, yet, so- but on the ride home, you've got <laughs> us. Right. You're heading home, whether you believe it or not. <laughs> right. We're all heading there. So the other one, though, I was thinking about is I want to say maybe this whole yeah. live video thing isn't a good idea. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, be- we're what now? Right now, the, the show is streaming right now at the word Pittsburgh on YouTube. You can see Doug Bursch right now. He's on Zoom. Right. And so the, thousands yeah, no of one people. Needs to, yeah, no, no one needs to see me. The strength of radio is yeah. that people don't see mm-hmm. you. Exactly. And you guys both know this, right? Probably John knows this more than Kathy. But John, you've done those live meet and greets and someone comes up to you as a regular listener and they just get that look in their face like I did not expect that person to match that voice. And it's never they're excited. They're yeah. never like, oh, no, no, wait. no, no, tell, tell no, no listen, I have to tell you that John and I several years ago were in an event and this woman came up to me and she said, are you Kathy Evans? And I said, yes. And she said, <laughs> Is that John Hall? Yeah. And John was talking to somebody else, and I said yes, and she said he is. <laughs> I can't even say it. He is so much better looking than I expected. <laughs> I, uh-huh. It maybe, was like it maybe, was like the greatest insult and compliment at yeah. the same time. Okay, maybe that's the compliment they give radio hosts because when people would come to me, they'd say things like, "I thought you'd be fatter in person, or I thought you'd be more bald," and I'm like, "Thanks, thank you. I guess love you." And the other reason is when I do interviews, like I usually like to do interviews with my shirt off and now I can't so, no, it's um, not because I want people to dislike me for my brain, not my body. So right. again, if you could just <laughs> find a way to not do this, no video, the strength of radio is you don't have to fix yeah. your hair. You don't have to look right. decent, you know? We so. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first time you joined us, you did not know that we were streaming on Facebook and you may have been eating a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Right. And I was like picking my nose, to be honest. Right. That's why here. people should watch the show on YouTube yeah, right. at the word Pittsburgh, yeah. because you never know what the heck is going to happen. Right. Right. Like well, the, the reason other... I actually wasn't oh, sorry. No, I was it's just going to say, yeah, you, you piped down <laughs> for a minute. Funny. I'd appreciate it. No, the other day I had to jump up because I forgot, it, you know, crucial paperwork back on my back in my desk in my office. So I had to just tear through the theater draping here right. and just go get it done yeah yeah and, when i did my show i would just roll up in a fetal position i didn't want people to see that so no, that works as well last week the real reason i wasn't on is i shaved my beard and that did not go well it's grown back but oh. when i shaved it it also seemed like my chin was shaved as well it was very 
very frightening. And it was not well received. Right. What, by the your congregation? Family? Oh, by the congregation. Yeah, well, the, my congregation actually started yelling, we want Barabbas. I mean, it was that bad. It was just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doug Burgess. I guess Barabbas had a great goatee. <laughs> they know better. Co-pastor of Evergreen Foursquare Church, Auburn, Washington, the host and producer of the Fairly Spiritual Show, radio program and podcast. Live, live right now on video, uh, the word Pittsburgh. Yeah. Doug, so you're not on video on your podcast? Uh, well, my podcast, no, there's only audio. Okay. They can just hear, you know, the right. voice the of authority, right. but the face works against my voice. Yeah. It just doesn't. I mean, we I like was actually, radio. Yeah. To be honest, I was thinking this list kind of makes me seem like a narcissist, you know, trying to control your show. Yeah. And, um, it's very funny. I, I, you know, one, even if I was a narcissist, I'd never admit to it. It's too hard to spell. I don't know if you've seen out whenever I try to look up that word, I'm like, well, I just don't have time to figure out if I am a narcissist just or vain not. is what you are. Just, there you go. Yeah. We should just call narcissists dummy heads. They probably just embrace it more because they could spell it. But right, right. Let anyway, me... like I just, you know, what, what am I on the show for? Any reason? What was it? Why did you have me on here? Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, to we encourage like you, you well, to keep moving forward. Yeah, That's that it. is. Yeah. But we actually had something important to talk to you about. I mean, the news oh, is now yes. the news is now a week old, but you heard about the um, Maluk. Yeah. Maluk from Turkey. <laughs> Maluk from Turkey. Oh, right. You sent me this story. That's yeah. The so for people. Turkish guy? Yeah. So for people who, who are not familiar with this or weren't listening um, at this time last Friday when Doug was supposed to be on. Um, so <laughs> a, a gentleman named Maluk who lived in Turkey mm. um, went out in the evening, left his wife at home and had too much to drink. Right. And after he was done, you know, imbibing, um, he didn't go home. He decided to wander into the woods mm-hmm. instead. And so, I don't know how many hours later, his wife got concerned. She called the local authorities. And they, being so concerned about Maluk, said, let's go out. Let's mount a search party, go into the wherever, and find Maluk. Right. And so then Maluk, waking up from his inebriated stupor in the woods, wanders upon the search party and says, hey, what are you guys doing? And they go, well, someone's lost. We're going to go out and find him. And he was like, well, I can help. <laughs> I'll go help everybody. So they're out for hours, and then someone yells out, Maluk, Maluk, where are you? And Maluk goes, oh, that's me. And so then he says, guys, I'm here. And all the people in the search party are like, Maluk, we've been doing this for hours. We we thought you were lost. Now you're found. Let's all go home. And it ends happily. Okay, there's so many things about this story. One, Maluk is like, an insult. Don't you think you just call someone a Maluk? It sounds After like, this, don't be a Maluk. Sure. Right. Well, this, we're not yes. Turkish. It might yeah. mean John yeah. or Doug. I, I don't know, but it just sounds like he's a big Maluk. You know? mm-hmm. So that's the first part of the story. And then the, the second part is it sounds like the beginning to a children's fairy tale or possibly a horror film where he falls asleep. He's in the woods wandering drunk. And it says he actually stays in some house, stranger's house, and falls asleep. Right. And the other part of this is he wakes up. And he's a good guy. He probably has a hangover. Yeah. And instead of just going home, he's like, I'm going to help people with the search party. If he had been a bad guy, we wouldn't even know about him. If he just say, right. you find that guy, I'm going to go I off. I don't so, care about that guy. Right. Exactly. So his goodness, even with a hangover, to you know, go through a search party makes him you know, be news, national news. Right. International news. No. International news. We- and the other one that hits me is that isn't that an existential crisis that you're in a group? Because it says he's in the group and he says, I'm Maluk, and no one believes him. Mm-hmm. If ever there oh, was right. just, do I exist? He, right. He's saying, I'm the man you're here. looking for. And everyone's like, no, you're not. So <laughs> that concept of, of literally not existing in your own search party is a... And metaphorically, it's like as searching for yourself, finding yourself, but no one believes that you found yourself. 
That's great. Mm-hmm. You no. turned it. See what you did there, John? You Thank turned you. it into something deeper. Very no, nice. there, but there's that a beautiful great. moment that as you're looking for yourself, there are people around you to help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, well, Kath I, and I, were we were at a restaurant the other day, and uh, the man who was serving us, the waiter, was proudly telling us that he had been on a three-day bender mm-hmm. and showed up for work without any sleep after three days yeah. and would be happy to serve us and was feeling good about it and was actually wow. bragging to us. And he wasn't a spring chicken. I wondered if he was Malouk. Yeah, he could have been Malouk. <laughs> All of us are a little Malouk at sometimes. Oh. I, the, the one that hit me is, uh, here's my spiritual as a pastor. I got to turn this into a spiritual thing. Thank you. Is what you've been looking for has always been with you the whole time. Oh. You just got to click your heels, say there's no place like home, and you can just, I just love that idea that a search party is out there looking for something, and it's right next to the Isn't that the good? So, yeah. It's a really, the story just goes on and on. It just delivers every single time. But thank you for making it spiritual at the very end, Doug. Although, oh. b- biblically, I don't think clicking of the heels uh, means anything. <laughs> Probably uh, not. That's in Hezeraniah or something. I don't no, know. I somewhere in there. Doug Bursch is the author of Posting Peace, Why Social Media Divides Us and What We Can Do About It. Doug, this is such a good book. In our last couple minutes, I hope you're getting a really good response from people on this. I, I, I get discouraged going on Twitter, as we all do, because it oftentimes is just an outpouring of vitriol, yeah. one person to another. Um, you've written a book that is so kind and gentle and funny, and it's just what everyone needs. But you know, I hope people are reading it, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, the people who are reading it really like it. Uh, trying to get people to buy your book and read it, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah. for anyone listening, the issue is if you are tired of the divisiveness, the devouring spirit that you see online, you want to know why it's happening and how you can respond to it in the most redemptive way, then it will help you. It's not to condemn you or make you feel bad about what you're doing. It's to help you so you can communicate in an effective way with people online, social media, and it creates great discussions. And everyone who's read it has told me, at least the people who like it, talk to me. Those who don't might be quiet, but they've told me they appreciate it, it, and it's changed the way they communicate online. And those who don't just avoid you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's right. Doug, keep it up, because maybe somewhere in the cards, it may be one day the Doug and Kathy show. That's all we're saying. It could be the Kathy and Maluk show. We could do that. Right. Maluk like that. is just the co-host I've been looking for. <laughs> come out, come out, wherever you are. I am here. Thank you, Doug. Always Thanks, a pleasure. Doug. Love you guys. Good Love to see you. you. Good to see you. Doug Bursch. Coming up next, this or that. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. 
You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. And Mike has a great offer for word listeners on his standard MyPillows. You'll receive a standard MyPillow regularly $69.98, now only $19.98. You'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as MyPillow towels, mattress topper, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98 or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. As America changes in an era of crisis, the mission of the church has never been more clear. It's time for us to saturate the streets with the love of Jesus. Saturate USA is a movement of churches and believers across America, uniting to reach every home with the gospel. At saturateusa.org, churches can adopt a zip code and receive free neighborhood maps and evangelistic materials, including Jesus film DVDs with free online streaming. Join the movement at saturateusa.org. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. It will be cloudy and mild tonight with a thunderstorm in the evening. That'll be followed by rain and a thunderstorm late tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 59. Cloudy skies for tomorrow. It'll be breezy with rain tapering off. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 60. We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with a blend of sun and clouds. It'll be breezy. Noticeable change to temperatures. More typical of fall. We'll reach a high Sunday of 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. It's time now for This or That. It is our weekly delve into the ridiculousness. We have lists, and we just choose one or the other, this or that. Kath? I'm ready. I would like to give today, right. as they say in the parlance of $25,000 pyramid. John, today could be the last 80-degree day of the season, mm-hmm. and so I give you the appreciated good thing while it's here edition Very nice. of This or That. Thank you. Number one, start a love train by the OJs. Mm. Or We Are One But We're Not the Same by U2. Uh, I'm doing the OJs. All right. Cause How can you not? It's, it's hard to yeah. pick against the OJ. Number two. The Pirates win the 1960 World Series or the Pirates win the 1979 World Series? I was there in 79. I loved it. That's the one I love. Wow. Yep. Okay. I'm surprised by that. Number three. The happy ending, John, of Groundhog Day mm-hmm. or the happy ending of Lars and the Real Girl? Oh, boy, both excellent films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm, because it's so super quirky, is Lars and the Real Girl. If you've never seen it, highly recommend the movie. Watch it tonight. Yeah. Number four, Lauren Bacall mm-hmm. in Casablanca yeah. or Grace Kelly in Rear Window? Uh, I'm doing Lauren Bacall. Are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Classic. Number five, 
Jerry Seinfeld yeah. or Sebastian Maniscalco? Jerry. Number six, Gladys Knight and the Pips or Diana Ross and the Supremes? Mm. Diana Ross. Okay. All right, going on with the Appreciate a Good Thing While It's Here edition of This or That. Mm. Number seven, a riverboat in Paris or a gondola in Venice? I'm going to Paris. I would as well. Number eight, the Mongolia episode of the Grand Tour. Yeah, very excellent. Or the Vietnam episode of Top Gear. Oh, uh, Vietnam and Top Gear. Because it's such a classic. Yeah, right, is. the green scooter is the way to go. Yeah. Number nine, I've Got You Under My Skin from Sinatra at the Sands with Count Basie. Yeah. Or I Think to Myself, What a Wonderful World by Louis. Uh, it's hard to pass up Count Basie and Sinatra. I'm going there. Okay. Number 10, yeah. Ted Lasso or Parks and Rec? Uh, Ted Lasso's good, but Parks and Rec is great. Really? Yeah. Number 11, Squid Game or one of your silly reality dating shows? <laughs> uh, I'm going with the reality dating shows. Okay. Last one. Yep. Volkswagen GT with a 48-month payment plan oh. or a Volkswagen Passat with an open-ended rental contract? Give me the Passat, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, Alrighty. ITG Communications. Uh-huh. Very, very good. All right, Kathy, or am I this or that? I'm ready. All right. Columbus Day. Indigenous Peoples Day. <laughs> I, well, I mean... This or that, my Columbus friend. This is kind of a joke. Okay, uh, I'll go with Indigenous Peoples Day. All right. Evangelical? Yeah. Christian? Christian. Amish fiction? End times fiction? <laughs> no! This or that? No, John! No! I can't. How? What I... do you like to read, Kath? Neither. All right, Amish fiction. Very nice. Tickets to the Steelers' home opener. Tickets to the Pens' home opener. Oh, Pens' home opener. All right. Hopscotch. Jacks. I think Jacks is kind of funny. All I'll right. go Jacks. Cleaning your cat's litter box. Cleaning your bathtub. <laughs> oh, I'll, um, the litter box is actually easier. Yeah, much, I'll, much faster. Yeah, much faster. Yeah, I'll go with that. Billy Graham. <laughs> Billy Joel. <laughs> Well, how can I pick against Billy Graham? That's not fair. But I love moving out. Billy Graham. There you go. LeVar Burton. Richard Burton. <laughs> LeVar. Hey. Yes. What? Of course, reading Rainbow. Greatest actors of the 20th century. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Mickey Rourke's plastic surgery went all wrong. Mickey yeah. Mouse. Kenny Woods. Kenny Wood. I have to pick Kenny Woods. Yeah. Morning host, word of him. Frozen peppermint patty, a chocolate cake. I'm going chocolate cake, you guys. Three dog night. No. Bread. Oh, two terrible bands. I can't believe I have to do this. Bread. Nice. I know you love them. A Coke and white pizza. Oh. An iced tea and pierogies. As much as I love the, the little pockets of my national origin, I think I'm going to go with the uh, the Pepsi. Very nice. Uh-huh. That's my this or that. Uh-huh. I can't believe I had to pick against pierogies. Yeah. That white pizza is good, though, John. Billy Graham and Billy Joel. Surprised. 
101.5 WORD. Hey, I'm Keith Stevens. Join Donna Cruz and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Andy Andrews opens up about the value of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a decision, not an emotion. We treat it like an emotion, which is why it drags us around like a dog on a leash. But when we decide to forgive, our emotions eventually follow our decisions and our spirits are free. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith tomorrow night at 10 on 101.5 Word FM. W-O-R-D. Why choose Omega Building Company to design and build your church's future? Because your congregation deserves an experienced local partner that values their relationship with you. A relationship founded upon Omega Building Company's proven reputation for ingenuity, transparency, agility, and trust. You'll appreciate being treated differently as Omega Building Company helps you conquer your challenges and realize your dreams through innovative design, open above-board communication, and fast, nimble response from a company that takes building you up as seriously as they take completing your project. When you build with Omega, you may start as a client, but you'll end up as a friend. That's what happens when you're committed to doing the right thing. For design and build, develop assist, general contracting, and construction management, Omega Building Company, thorough planning, thoughtful execution. Begin the journey at buildwithomega.com. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen. Is that sleigh bells in October? Must be Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas, which premieres October 22nd, with you, me, and the Christmas trees, boyfriends of Christmas past, and the Santa stakeout. Then three new original movies follow every weekend. I could lie and say my wife will make me watch them all, but if I'm honest, I have to admit that I enjoy them as much as anybody. There's something about the Hallmark formula that just really works. For more information on Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. Maureen saved big shopping epic daily deals at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. And with her brand new tableware, everyone's welcome at Maureen's table. All of her family, friends, even her neighbor with the pet. Hey, has anyone seen a ferret around here? Found it. Dig into Amazon's epic daily deals. Spend less, smile more. COVID is spiking again, and it's just not clear how to keep your family safe. Fever is the leading symptom of COVID, and the only way to reliably detect it is with an accurate thermometer. Be vigilant and be accurate with the Exergen Temporal Scanner, whose accuracy has been proven in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They are proven to be inaccurate and will not reliably detect a fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at exergen.com. I have been reading almost every day a plethora of articles about people quitting their jobs. Yeah. I mean, highlighting, hey, do this. This is the way to do it. And this is how you can free yourself from the shackles of economic disparity. Uh, there's been a record number of workers who are quitting their jobs across the country and I think around the world. About 4.3 million people quit their jobs in August, accounting for nearly 3% of the workforce. Here to talk to us about this and the dignity of work is Jerry Boyer. Jerry's the host of the new podcast, Meeting of the Minds, Meeting of Minds, author of The Maker versus The Takers. And, Jerry, welcome back. 
John, Kathy, great to be with you again. Thank you. Good to see your face, Jerry. If you'd Good like to, to watch you. the program, The Ride Home is streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. You can see Jerry's mug right there as we talk about where all the workers are. Uh, an article in today's Wall Street Journal, Jerry, it says more than a year and a half into the pandemic, the U.S. is still missing around 43 million workers and many expect the labor shortage to last at least several more years some say it's permanent what do you say i I do think it's permanent in the sense of a structural change i mean eventually we know we can automate and you know build kiosks that can do you know what uh, what people are doing as cashiers now so the economy can adapt but i think there is a cultural shift away from labor away from the dignity of labor from actually the moral imperative of working, because I don't really think that uh, that working is a is morally optional. You know, in the Ten Commandments, we're told six days you shall labor and do all your work, and the seventh is a Sabbath to the Lord. And I think Christians tend to treat that as one commandment when it's really two commandments. Mm. It's you shall labor and you shall rest, both mm. of them. Um, and I think that something has shifted um, that we no longer have a kind of positive view necessarily of labor of work. Um, it's seen as inherently exploitative. Um, it's some money. Young people see it as essentially a sucker's game to go work for $15 an hour where you can get $15 an hour to not work. Um, and it's interesting. A lot of a lot of my fellow economists said, well, this is all going to end in September because in September, a lot of these programs are going to shut down sure. extended unemployment COVID benefits. And I argued, I think here and in some of you know, some briefings. No, it's not going to work quite like that, because this isn't only economic incentives. We're not merely utility maximizing machines. Culture is part of who we are. And for basically my lifetime, really, for I think almost all of American history, if you were young enough to work, if you were able bodied, if you were able to work um, and you could find work and work was available and you didn't work, that was not respected mm-hmm. morally. Right. There was a sense of what are you doing? You can't just stay at home and watch TV all day. You've got to be productive. And I think that's largely evaporated so that people work. They, 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 they no longer feel a moral imperative to work and they no longer feel a moral stigma when they voluntarily forego work. I'm not talking about people who are looking for work and can't find it. I've been there. Right. That's a terrible place to be. Complete sympathy for that. But that's not where we are. We've got a labor shortage. There are a lot of jobs that are available. Um, And there's other factors here. I understand some people are afraid of covid. That's in the polling data. Some people don't want to go back to work because they're afraid of the disease. Maybe a few don't like the mandates, although I think that's exaggerated in conservative media. But I think some case. But I think fundamentally, we no longer think that if you're able to work, you should. Um, And therefore, we don't. Right. Okay. So, Jerry, the the jobs that are are not um, being filled are the lower end jobs, right? Uh, whether it's uh, maintenance workers or people working in fast food and whatnot, those are the lower end. So, people, some percentage of those people have moved up the tier, maybe to higher paying jobs, better work. But there is something inherent about those entry level jobs that people are just missing, and it's surprising, at least you know, to see the economy crumbling in some ways around those pillars of those stable, lower paying jobs. Yeah. So, what are those jobs? I, those are not easy jobs. No. Um, I don't know about you two. That's where I started. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Overnight shift at McDonald's, yeah. and then bussing tables at Ponderosa yeah. and mopping up. Again, third shift. 
not easy. So I'm sympathetic and then on to janitorial work. Those are my early jobs. So I, I get that people don't want to do them. I didn't want to do it either. But also we need to understand that those are starter jobs. Those are when you don't yet have the skill set to do something that pays more and is maybe more fulfilling. Those are starter jobs. Um, and here's the problem. If people don't take starter jobs, then they don't get started. And if they don't get started, then they can't progress. So if you spend three, four, five years in your 20s just not working, you might feel like the person who's working was foolish because they worked and they could have gotten paid to stay home. But really, you were foolish because you weren't developing the habit of showing up for work. You weren't developing the emotional habit of listening to a boss. You might be smarter than your boss even, but you still have to listen to that boss. That's a hard thing to learn. But once you learn it, it helps you go further um, of, have, of controlling your sleep schedule, not staying up um, all night watching your favorite late night TV because you have to work the next day and developing a skill set. So that's really foundational. And if, if that doesn't start, then for a lot of people, they're behind the rest of their lives. Right. And there's something to be said, and you bring this up, about the idea of dignity in work, right? That there is a holiness. I mean, not to over-spiritualize what work is, but there is something about a person taking care of themselves or people that they love. There is an inherent human dignity in the nature of work. Yes, there's a dignity of, of, to earning money that you use to take care of the people you love, right? There's a dignity in work in abstract. And also in any work that you do, unless it's completely evil work, right? So I'm not urging people to go out and get jobs as sex workers uh, or porn salespeople or slinging drugs. I'm talking about ethical work. Um, every, every bit of work that you do like that mirrors God. Go back and reread whatever your, your job is tonight. Just go back and reread Genesis 1. And you're going to find God doing something like what you're doing somewhere in there, including janitorial work, you know, uh, with the cleaning up of the of the tohu vavohu, the formless and void. Well, when I was a janitor at one point in my life, I looked back at that and I said, you know, that's creational work. That's mirroring the image of God, you know, the washing of things, the separating of dry from from water, etc. It all is the image of God. You're all doing image of God work. And once you get that, it's all sacred. And I think we've lost that. And I don't just mean the culture. I mean, the church has lost that. I got to tell you, in my whole life of going to church, I'm not sure I ever heard a sermon about laziness. I'm not sure that I've ever heard a single sermon against the sin of sloth. I have heard many references in sermon to the problem of working too much. I've heard many, many, many times Christian ministers say, well, at the end, no one on their deathbed says, I wish I'd gone to the office more. Right. And you got to get it, got to go to the little league. And I understand there are parental duties. But if all the pull is in one direction, if all the pull is work isn't so important and this other stuff is, and, and missing the fact that the first command given to humanity is to work, um, then don't be surprised if the Christian church isn't prophetic in what was once called the Protestant work ethic. If the Protestant churches, which are most churches in America, no longer teach the Protestant work ethic, how can we expect our culture to have a work ethic either? Jerry Boyer is with us. Um, Jerry's the host of the new podcast, Meeting of Minds, author of The Maker versus the Takers, What Jesus Really Said About Social Justice and Economics. Jerry, what? how are people surviving? I just like the question is, so we're, we have to go to work every day or we wouldn't be able to afford to live in our houses. What are people doing? People are quitting their jobs. What are they doing? Well, some people are going into early retirement. Some young people are living off of parents. I mean, there's a lot of people who are living in the basement, 
you know, of uh, living in mom or mom and dad's basement. They're dependent on other people. Uh, so for some people, working is sort of optional. Um, a lot of people were getting unemployment benefits that were extended over a very, very long period of time yeah. because of COVID. Also, a, a lot of people are sitting on a lot of cash because these stimmy checks kept going out, right? Yeah. Trump bucks and then Biden bucks. So they're sitting on cash and some of them will only go back to work when they've burned through the cash. But I don't think you, I don't think you work because you're out of cash. I think you work because it's what you're made to do. Um, What does it say that God rested from all the work, which he had made and done. Um, So if, if the first thing we see God doing is working and then man is made in the image of God, then it is really central to the image of God to work. Mm -hmm. And if we lose that, then what we're going to see now is what we have now, which is a mismatch between the amount of work that needs to be done and the people who are willing to do work. So that, People who refuse to work or choose not to work, this obviously doesn't bode well for the future of this country. Well, yeah, but it especially doesn't bode well for them because the economy is highly adaptive. I mean, we again, for these low level jobs, you can automate your way around it. We haven't because we've had people available. Um, So I think those who are hurt the most would not be the economy in general. I think those who are hurt the most are the people who never start in with starter jobs. And by the way, this was a problem with the early church because there was eschatological expectation. There was a sense from mm-hmm. some that Jesus is about to come back. Remind you of any other time, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. get, earlier this or that, you know, we're talking about end times yep. movies. There's a sense that Jesus is about to come back. And a lot of early Christians weren't working. And Paul basically rebukes them and says, let him who steals, steal no longer, but work with his hands. So there was a problem with the work ethic in the early church, and the church kind of got its act together on that. I don't know, Jerry. It's, I said to John before we started into this segment, I find this subject really sad. I really do. I mean, it's just you. what you said at the beginning, I think, was astute, which is that if you don't use the muscle, you lose the muscle. And a lot of working is just showing up, getting up in the morning, reading your stuff or getting out and putting your work clothes, whatever it is, just showing up. I don't want to do it, but I'm here. Yeah. And uh, and if and the, the more we have people not showing up to do that, the worse off all of us, our families, our inner selves and the rest of it's going to be. And there's a real showing up problem. I'm seeing this over and over again. I'm hearing it from friends. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were at a conference and we were at a restaurant and there was one woman who was there um, waiting on tables. Yeah. Wow. Some, some one or two people just didn't show up. Yeah. So she stayed and she worked. And she worked hard. And some of the clients were giving her, you know, a rough time, which I think was so unfair. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So that's not going to make it easier if we're hard on the people who do show up. Um, but. So people, they might be technically employed, but they show up or they don't show up because they have a sense of leverage in the labor market, but it's not always going to be there. Um, And the main thing isn't whether you have leverage against your employer. It's whether you have leverage against your vices. Sloth and fear are vices. Labor is one of the, there's lots of things in life that grow you up, right? Being married and doing it well grows you up. Being a parent and taking it seriously, it grows you up. And being employed and staying employed grows you up. These are the institutions that God has created to mature us so that we're not children forever. I know we're supposed to start off when we enter the kingdom as children, but Jesus doesn't say stay as a child. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child, uh, but I put aside childish things. Work is one of, I'd say work, education, um, work and marriage and parenthood then coming out of marriage 
These are the institutions more than anything else that I think cause people Boy, to mature. I agree. We, if we don't have them, we won't mature. Amen. We got to shut you down, Jerry. Time's Jerry, up. excellent. Thanks so Thanks much. Thanks so for much being for being here today. Your really good work did. on this. That's yes. Jerry Boyer. Check out his book, The Maker versus the Takers: What Jesus Really Said About Social Justice and Economics. Great to see you, Jerry. Great to see you. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. And Mike has a great offer for word listeners on his standard MyPillows. You'll receive a standard MyPillow regularly $69.98, now only $19.98. You'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as MyPillow towels, mattress topper, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98 or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. MyPillow's made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Hey, we would encourage you to check out the Christian Outlook, which is a program produced by our parent company, Salem Media. And uh, in it, you'll see all the Salem hosts from across the country, and they post the best of, essentially. We appear on there, uh, I believe, uh, 
from time to time. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week we are featured from our uh, conversation, I think from a week ago, Michael Kruger talking about uh, men and submission. Men are you All submissive. people and submission. Yes. Yeah, but the title is men are you submissive. But uh, the Christian Outlook, you can find it uh, on the web, christianoutlook.com. Katha, you're um, you're dressed today uh, mm-hmm. more so than you normally are. I imagine mm-hmm. you're going to go out after the show. Well, so I'm going to see a, a satire show tonight satire. with both of my children. Really, both of my daughters and I are going to see Birds Aren't Real. You familiar with Birds Aren't Real? No, I don't know what it is. Well, you know how many conspiracy theories there are in the world right now, John. Yeah, you know about them. Flat Earthers and so many, many, yeah. many. So tonight we're going to see a guy talk about the fact that um, his contention is in the 1950s all of the birds were rounded up Hmm. and replaced with um, flying beings that spy for the U.S. government. This is satire. Mm -hmm. Uh. Now he insists it's very real. Um, but if you pay attention to him, he's extremely funny. Yeah. And so there are all sorts of um, campaigns around the United States. To, Birds aren't real. And so this is the big thing that we're going to, my children are going to investigate tonight, is the big thing the government is watching. The birds aren't real. All around. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where, where will you be going? I'll be going to the uh, the Roxy, Roxy Theater in McKee's Rocks. Okay, yeah, sure. It's not called Roxy, nice. but it's something like, it's the Roxy Inn. Roxy Inn Theater uh-huh. McKee's, McKee's Rocks. Rocks. Birds aren't real. Sounds like a fun time. Look them up on Twitter. All right. Now, mm-hmm. if you like go off the deep end and all of a sudden, you know, there's a parakeet in your house. If there's a parakeet in my house, it's watching me. Yeah. You know you're in trouble. Well, and, report, and, reporting, and reporting back. I got that bird pip. You're under surveillance. Of course I am. Everybody's watching all the time. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Biden administration plans to reinstate a Trump-era border policy. The Justice Department says beginning next month, asylum seekers will have to wait in Mexico for hearings in U.S. immigration court, complying with a judge's order. The Mexican government, which has raised concerns that U.S. officials are working to address, must give its approval. About 70,000 asylum seekers have been subject to the Remain in Mexico policy, which President Trump introduced in January 2019 and which President Biden suspended on his first day in office. Mike Hemp in Washington. The Biden administration says it will turn next to the Supreme Court in another attempt to halt a Texas pro-life law after an appeals court again left in place the law that bans abortions once cardiac activity is detected. This is SRN News. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there. 
for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. Right now, people are home with their pets more often. And I think especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue. Nala's got some skin issues. He gets really going and scratching. Excessive shedding, a lot of just scratching and itching. Digging, scratching and itching and biting. On top of that, he was starting to get black buildup in his ears. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times that I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. We started Dynavite and in our first box, we noticed a difference, especially with the shedding. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. We've got four dogs, all different ages, all different sizes, and they've all just responded really well to the Dynavite, and they all love it. We will be using Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. We order our Dynavite from Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. I'm a North Hills girl, and I'm proud to serve that community that I've grown up with. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. Nobody in my family was a dentist. It was kind of this innate thing planted in my heart since about first grade. And so God leading me down this path, it's been incredible to not only see my passion come to life, but to be able to do it at home is incredible. Exceptional dentistry, compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. It's time to break out, to break through. The past year has been rocky for families across our nation, but your involvement makes a difference. Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus during our Breakout to Breakthrough broadcast, featuring Canaan Bridges, Sean Smith, Matt Sorger, Jane Hammond, and Jay Gilbert. Watch Monday through Friday, October 11th through the 15th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast. It will be cloudy and mild tonight with a thunderstorm in the evening. That'll be followed by rain and a thunderstorm late tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 59. Cloudy skies for tomorrow. It'll be breezy with rain tapering off. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 60. We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with a blend of sun and clouds. It'll be breezy, noticeable change to temperatures, more typical of fall. We'll reach a high Sunday of 59. With your Rocky Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today for the Friday edition of The Ride Home. Thanks for being with us here. Uh, we are uh, on YouTube. The we Word sure are. The Ride Home streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. There's an interesting article in today's Post-Gazette. Andrew Goldstein uh-huh. is the author. Okay. And the headline is, Pittsburgh activist groups criticize Bush and other keynote speaker choices for the upcoming Eradicate Hate Summit. Yeah, we talked about this, and it sounds like, I mean... It's a summit. And we we want to support eradicating hatred, Yes, don't we? Of course, yes. I think we'd all like to do that. We're on board with that. Okay, we're on board. Andrew Goldstein writes this, world-renowned experts are coming to Pittsburgh next week for a conference Aimed at, aiming, aimed, at, aimed at ending hate-based violence around the globe. But two local groups are criticizing event organizers for inviting several keynote speakers who they say 
have contributed to that <laughs> extremism. Bend the oh. Ark, Pittsburgh, and Casa San Jose, uh, according to Andrew Goldstein, left-leaning groups that advocate for immigrants and refugees expressed disappointment in the Eradicate Hate Global Summit's inclusion of former President George W. Bush, former Pennsylvania Governor Tom Ridge, the founding secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, and Alejandra Mayorkas, the sitting Department of Homeland Security secretary. Quote, it is satisfying and gratifying that President Bush, Secretary Mayorkas, and Mr. Ridge wish to lend their stature to the cause of eradicating hate, and we recognize that their prominence helps to draw attention to the ambitious and critical work of all the summit attendees. Mm -hmm. However, the legacy of their work stands in stark contrast to the lofty goals of the summit itself. Mr. And these, Bush's and legacy. These two organizations are able to ascertain that they are. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bush's legacy is one of promoting, not eradicating hate. Mm. They noted that the former president. So GW promotes hate. He does. Mm-hmm. They noted that the former president responded to the 9/11 terrorist attacks by creating the Department of Homeland Security, which they say exploited anti-Islamic fervor to justify an aggressive expansion of domestic surveillance, harassment, and entrapment of Americans who practice Islam, have Arab or Middle Eastern heritage, or fit the stereotype of these cultures. I believe that the Department of Homeland Security essentially helped to save America from countless terrorist attacks, of which we know nothing about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my mind. So, but see, this is what is wrong with us, is when we're having a summit on figuring out how to eradicate hatred, we can't get away from the hatred that's in us. And that makes us point the finger at the other guy and say, you're the problem. Right. And take no responsibility for any hatred that's coming out of us. Now, look, you can say a lot about GW. And our involvement in Afghanistan and what happened in the Middle East when, you, you know. You can say a lot about any of those people. You could say a lot about you. You could say a lot about me. Of course. We could say a lot about Christy. But, you know, GW was the president. I about Christy, but the more I get to know her, I'm going to come up with stuff. I'll right. tell you right now. Basement no. dweller. It doesn't matter I, who I, it is. I mean, you we, could say a lot about that. You, okay. No, you can't because okay. he was the president. Okay, good. So if it's, if it's uh, Bill Clinton or Barack Obama, whoever the president is. You're going to be able to say a whole lot of things about that president you don't like and you right. think promoted hatred because they're on the other side of the political spectrum from where you are. Well, they make very difficult decisions. Yeah, of course, and they I all do. I believe that GW made the best decision he thought at the time, which was to invade our foreign enemies mm-hmm. and try to end the attacks on us. I believe, for better or worse, some of those goals were achieved, especially with the Department of Homeland Security. However, it's a free country. So sure. you can but speak did, up. But the irony of that is so thick yeah. that we finally have a summit where we're going to talk about this negative emotion that's eating away at us. And these people have to come on the scene and say, oh, no, yeah. the only negative emotion eating at us is from the other side. Well, See, it's we're politics. Just, we're so broken. We are so broken. I'm, I really think our biggest crisis in America right now is lack of humility. I think our biggest crisis is the ability to quickly communicate falsehoods and ridiculousness to a wide swath of people and make that news that gets picked up by news outlets who engage in this rancor. That's the problem. I think, well, 
I agree with you. Of course, that's an issue. I just I I can't get away from the the picture that I see from one person after another that their way of looking at an issue is the only way, and the person who doesn't look at the issue that way is the enemy, or evil, or evil. Right. So, as believers. What's our role in this? What's our responsibility to be people of peace? Peacemakers. Right? To speak truth and love with grace and kindness, but also to be strong about that. I don't know. It's a very difficult time to be in. There's no doubt about that. There's a lot of evil in this world. Of course, there always has been a lot of evil in this world. As believers, we have a right and a responsibility to speak truth and peace. That's where we are. And I think we should probably confess our sins. To one another. And to God. Let us take a break. When we do come back, oh, speaking of hate, revolutionary monsters, five men who turned liberation into tyranny, our next guest. Listen, uh, despite all that rancor, it's nice to go out on the weekend and treat yourself. There are places of kindness. Yeah, there are many places in kindness. Marcia's here from the Springhouse. Marcia, no hate, please. Oh, no hate. Let's just love each other, right? I think so. Let's love this each is... other and drink chocolate milk. I mean, good grief. That's right. And you have to also try the pumpkin pie milk, the cotton candy milk, what? the caramel apple milk, what? the high-test morning milking coffee milk, and then, of course, the chocolate milk. But we are making all those flavors now, guys. What? Yeah, there's <laughs> so they are all available every day at the Springhouse? We have different kinds all the time. We have three or four different kinds all the time. Well, we're having the coffee all the time because people are now addicted, and so they were really hollering when we ran out Sunday really? night. <laughs> that may become a mainstay. Right? It's a mainstay, I think. Nice. We have got to try that. I think so. I mean, Yeah, so bring your kids out this weekend. We've still got pumpkin patch hay rides going on. And that means that they get to pick a perfect pumpkin, and they can have all kinds of fun up on the hill. Sam built a big, giant hay bale um, climbing thing, and then they can slide down the side, go through the corn maze. We have a little kid corn maze because it's no child left behind farm. And all kinds of fun things up there to do. We're doing that Saturday and Sunday, 11 to 4. And then on Sunday, we're having our annual, um, what we do every year, every Sunday in October, we do a hog roast. It's pork and sauerkraut, roast pitted, roast Pit, blah, blah, roast pork, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Pig on the pit with stuffing and pork gravy, mashed potatoes, barbecue pork, all the fixings to go with it. Mm. We've had a lot of fun with it this month. Wow. Man, it's fabulous, Marcia. That sounds so good. You are. Uh-huh. You're going at it. <laughs> Listen, go out and take the family for a really great hayride, get a pumpkin, and then go have something great to eat. And, and all that good milk. Yeah. Marcia from the Spring House. <laughs> Thanks, Marcia. Bye, Marcia. Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you. Love you, too. 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Don Crow. This week in the Christian Outlook, sponsored by the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, we'll take a look at the Christian call to submission. When you're a leader who submits to the ones over you, you are then more gentle and more patient and more understanding to those who are under you. Be sure to join us and visit our website at ChristianOutlook.com. The Christian Outlook, Sunday night at 10 on 101.5 WORD. You know, a lot of times you have to choose between something high quality or something that saves you money. But if you can get both, why not? Especially when it comes to health care. And that's MediShare. You get both. The typical family saves 500 bucks a month switching to MediShare. 
And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. It's because MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge PPO network, so... Yeah, really, you could save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. If you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Here is the number you need. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. COVID is spiking again, and it's just not clear how to keep your family safe. Fever is the leading symptom of COVID, and the only way to reliably detect it is with an accurate thermometer. Be vigilant and be accurate with the Exergen Temporal Scanner, whose accuracy has been proven in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They are proven to be inaccurate and will not reliably detect a fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at exergen.com. College campuses across the country and probably some of your friends, people nowadays tend to get a little warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. when you mention Lenin or Mao or Castro. I love those guys. Oh, you know, the things that they did, yeah, well, you know, help the masses, right? I mean, people really, this is the truth that we live in this crazy, topsy turvy, upside down world. Where these revolutionary dictators, these mass murderers, are lifted up as heroes by certain people. It's a strange world that we live in. Donald Critchlow is with us. He has a brand new workout called Revolutionary Monsters, Five Men Who Turned Liberation into Tyranny. And uh, Donald, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for uh, having me. Sure. So, you know... We were laughing about it at the beginning. It's really not a laughing matter. 20th century filled with men who promised all sorts of freedom and equality and goodness, but delivered something very different. So you're focused in your book on um, five different countries, on Russia, China, Cuba, Zimbabwe, and Iran. Um, talk about, I hate to say this, how you narrowed the list. Yeah, well, that was, that's a good question. Actually, I chose uh, five uh, continents where these uh, revolutionary monsters uh, emerged. And uh, I want to uh, say, getting back to uh, the wacky times we live in, uh, recent polls showed that 52% of college students approve of socialism, and another poll showed that 20% of these uh, young people wanted to abolish uh, private property and have it state-owned. So one of the reasons I wrote Revolutionary Monsters is to uh, show how uh, these dreams of social equality and creating the perfect uh, man and woman led to uh, millions of uh, deaths. And so picking out Revolutionary Monsters, uh, Lenin Mao, Castro, Mugabe, and Khomeini was relatively relatively, uh, easy, actually, and I just chose – people from different uh, content, continents, yep. there were other ones uh, that I could have selected as well. So the Donald, on college campuses where people are, you know, waxing, you know, poetic about Lenin and Mao and Castro and whatnot, is this just intellectual laziness? How can people be so clueless? Well, that is such a great question. I had in a class the other day, uh, we were talking about the uh, difference between political and social revolutions, 
And one student said they had never heard that uh, Poland had been communist, and he had never heard of the uh, Berlin Wall. He was a third. He was a third year uh, history major. Come on, uh, is that true, yeah. Donald? Yep. Well, yes, I've gone on the air and said it. Uh, I, I mean, we want to go there. I can uh, tell you that a few years ago. About 10 years ago, the, uh, the, I had a class, an introductory class in U.S. Uh, survey, and I asked who the president was during the Civil War, and the class began guessing, and not a single student knew of Abraham Lincoln. What? So what we're uh, encountering is that uh, continued uh, uh, emphasis on identity history being taught without uh, important history from uh, who's president during the Civil War to uh, the fall of the uh, Berlin Wall. So it's not that history is not being taught. It's, uh, it's being taught uh, through uh, identity, uh, which uh, might be important, but it's not the entire uh, uh, history that students uh, should learn. So that, this is what motivated me to write Revolutionary Monsters. All right. So, Donald, in Revolutionary Monsters, you focus on Lenin, Mao, Castro, Mugabe, Khomeini. Uh, I mean, all monsters in their own right. What is the thread that ties these people together? Well, again, very good question. Uh, there are two themes that uh, show a similar pattern. Aside from them, uh, all of these uh, monsters being college-educated and quite well-educated and coming from relatively well-to-do families, the two themes are that bad ideas begin to infiltrate uh, the young uh, and the intelligentsia in each of these uh, countries, nations, where there was a revolution. And when then when there's uh, social uh, discord because of uh, wealth and equality, uh, the uh, ruling elites at that point uh, fail uh, fail to show uh, confidence in their own uh, system because they know that they've become corrupt uh, and only arrested in power and money themselves. So revolution, these revolutions occur when bad ideas begin to seep into the uh, culture, especially among the young, and you have ruling elites who don't have confidence in their own foundational principles. Hey, and that's kind of what we're experiencing today in America. Yeah, is it sure is. Yeah. I, I think it's so... Um... I don't know. It, it causes. It should cause us all to pause to think that each one of these dictators came from the ruling elite. Um, and we tend to think that when we're talking about revolutions, that it's the person who is at the bottom rung, who pulls himself up by his bootstraps, is supported by uh, you know a loving community, and then rises to be a leader. Um, but these leaders don't don't arrive that way. Um, can you talk about what what? How does that happen? What builds a, a leader like this? Yeah, well, all of them, uh, all of that, these men showed uh, narcissistic uh, characteristics even when they were young, and many uh, aspired to power as uh, young men. And they all uh, came from uh, relatively wealthy backgrounds, and they were all well-educated. Lenin, uh, in fact, his family was part of a lesser uh, royalty and aristocracy in Russia. Mao, who's often, uh, who's often depicted, especially by the Western press, as a simple peasant, actually his father was relatively well-to-do, uh, wealthy enough to own uh, many rice fields and employ uh, 
employ uh, peasants himself. Castro probably came from uh, one of the one of the most elite of uh, the family backgrounds. He was uh, very wealthy, uh, had servants, uh, and went to uh, prestigious, prestigious colleges. And if I might add Mugabe, who I talk about in a short chapter, uh, the book is short, readable, I might add. Mugabe uh, received a, a, a Christian education and uh, Catholic missionaries sent him off to uh, to university, wow. and Khomeini came from a very uh, well established uh, and wealthy uh, background, and he would come to power as uh, well as all of them did, uh, all on the promise of social justice, social equality, and uh, they became and they became uh, murderers. Right, and so th- that's it. I mean, it's one thing to grow up in a, in a privileged. Uh, educated household. It's another thing to take a huge leap into becoming a mass murderer, which, you know, these men were. Yes, that's why I emphasize in uh, each of the chapters their their qualities as young men that really showed they were kind of narcissistic, uh, often very self-contained, not really caring about uh, other people. Uh, I mean, we were, you were talking earlier in the introduction of your program that, you know, this kind of infatuation with many of our youth with uh, Che Guevara. In the chapter on Castro, I uh, I use uh, memoirs from uh, his comrades that show that he was sociopathic uh, and and loved killing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Guevara came from a very wealthy background in Argentina. So wealth and education uh, is is not enough to prevent these monsters from uh, uh, maintaining power. What's even more fascinating is how you how you pointed out people uh, seem to go along with these uh, big dreams, and they're going along with these dreams, many of our youth today, because they don't know much, and that's what Revolutionary uh, Monsters it was written for. Revolutionary Monsters is the name of the book, Five Men Who Turned Liberation into Tyranny. We're talking to Dr. Donald T. Critchlow. Um, Before you leave us, Dr. Critchlow, um, talk to us about what you see in America today. Um, So you've told us, and, you know, certainly your research proves that it's not the oppressed um, people or the the oppressed sector of society that produces um, a revolutionary leader like this. This is coming from the elite. So what is it that you see in America and what do you think we can expect? Yeah, I think we're we're, uh, I think what we're witnessing is a quiet revolution uh, by the uh, radical left, all in the name of uh, equity and uh, and, and racial exclusion, I might ask, uh, also add. And uh, we're, so we're witnessing a, a, a quiet revolution that's becoming aggressively uh, authoritarian. I mean, people should be uh, frightened when we have a politicized uh, DOJ unleashing uh, the politicized FBI to look at parents who are protesting about the indoctrination of their uh, kids in these uh, schools. So I think uh, suddenly and uh, we've woken up and we realized that the uh, radical left has taken over every major institution from, uh, from uh, the media, corporations, entertainment, higher education, and so forth. And so I think there's a backlash that's, uh, that's, uh, that's going to come. 
but we're in a, a battle for our lives to preserve uh, our exceptional nation. Well, Donald, thanks so much. It's a, a very timely, very frightening uh, expose that you've uncovered here, a, a delve into history that uh, a, certainly a younger generation refuses to engage in, uh, if not outright ignore. So thanks for the scholarship. Hey, well, thank you very much. It's written for a larger audience than just academics. It's written for young people. So thank you. Our pleasure. Revolutionary monsters, five men who turned liberation into tyranny. All right, we need to step away. When we come back, um, today's Boss's Day. Uh-huh. It's also Grouch Day. Now, are, are those two... They, they should never be the same it's person. It's the same thing. No, it's, it shouldn't be. I'm just telling you what it is. One of my sons attends a state school. And um, I went to visit him recently, and I, I saw in one of the billboards that they were, you know, previewing their, you know, future events of of the entertainment that was coming to the college campus. And one after another, I thought, oh man, I know that comedian. That's rough. Um, oh, I know that person. I mean, uh, it's the culture is so harsh, and your kids are captive to that. Mm-hmm. Now, I do know this that you know at Grove City College. Not that it's all, you know, sunshine and lace, but the people that they are inviting to speak on campus, they are not that darkness of the culture. Yeah. I think it's so easy for any of us to fall into a pit and be bottom dwellers when it comes to comedy or it comes to the dramas we're watching or the stuff we're watching on YouTube or whatever it is, whatever it is. So what we need is a community of people who are helping us to make good choices, you know, furthering us in our walk with God, helping us to be better people. You know, we need that. We can't do that on our own. That's one of the things I value most about Grove City is that type of community that encourages students to not to be like holier than thou. We don't want that, but just to pursue goodness and truth, to have a good time, but to be, you know, decent while you're doing it. We are called to the higher standard. GCC. It's time to break out, to break through. The past year has been rocky for families across our nation, but your involvement makes a difference. Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus during our Breakout to Breakthrough broadcast featuring Canaan Bridges, Sean Smith, Matt Sorger, Jane Hammond, and Jay Gilbert. Watch Monday through Friday, October 11th through the 15th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for primetime, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. And you can hear it repeatedly without feeling anything. But when we introduce a new stimulus, save the food. We've achieved pulling a natural or inborn response from you. Save the food. Because 40% of all food in the U.S. never gets eaten. Save the food. Cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council.
It will be cloudy and mild tonight with a thunderstorm in the evening. That'll be followed by rain and a thunderstorm late tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 59. Cloudy skies for tomorrow. It'll be breezy with rain tapering off. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 60. We'll wrap up the weekend Sunday with a blend of sun and clouds. It'll be breezy, noticeable change to temperatures, more typical of fall. We'll reach a high Sunday of 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. My event for tonight got canceled. I can't believe it. It didn't get canceled. It got postponed. Oh, well, that's about the same thing because... People. Yep. Is it tomorrow night? No, it's tomorrow at 1.30 in the afternoon. (laughs) Who goes to an event at one thirty in the afternoon? That's like, like, like an arbitrary it's surveil- time. It's the surveillance state. Birds aren't real. Maybe you got picked up by a bird. Maybe. Maybe. See, I'm telling you, they look, you know, docile. Maybe, maybe the bird from the aviary showed up and said, I got your number, my friend. Right? That's it. There he is. Mm-hmm. Kodiak. Mm-hmm. Heard about the event and said, I'm shutting this down. Listen. Whatever Cody wants is what I want. No, Cody wants to be I've free, decided, no. but he's not free anymore. No, you don't know that. I think Cody's glad to be home. I don't think he is. Anyway, listen, it's Boss's Day. It's also this... National Grouch Day. <laughs> it is. We have a chance to celebrate our bosses. We have two very good bosses we here do. at Word FM. Brad Marshall is our general manager. Gary Dixon is the operations manager at the station, keeps everything going. No, you're and, not just uh, brown-nosing or anything, are you? No, nah, well, I mean, it's Boss's Day. I mean, you want to celebrate the guys. Of course you do. I'd right? like them both, I mean, as do you. You're bringing up National Bosses Day. I'm bringing up National Grouch well, Day. I mean, it might. Uh, they have both been grouchy in the past. Little, Not today, but they have definitely both been grouchy. Well, listen, the last thing I'd want to be is management. For sure. Seriously. No question Can you imagine it. that skill set? Nope. Not me, my friend. Nope. Right? Not me. No. Uh-huh. I have rarely worked with a per. I've worked with a lot of people in my life. I've rarely worked with a person who works as hard as Gary Dixon. I'll oh tell you my right gosh, now. that guy! And dare I say, deeply creative. Yes. I mean, holy smokes! And he a little, brings twi- it. and a little twisted in his humor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll also say that we love him. We love him. What about grouches? Yeah, uh, National Grouch Day. I mean, have you worked with some grouchy people too? Haven't you? I worked in medicine. Yeah. Okay. There are a lot of beautiful things that happen in the medical field. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of really grouchy things that happen in the really? field. And grouchy is the nicest way. Grouchy? You mean, are you saying doctors? Mm-hmm. Mm. And nurses. And just, I mean, there's well, a lot. Well, again, of, it's a lot of responsibility. It is. You kind of have to like, you know. It is. Okay. Well, today is National Grouch Day uh, because of Oscar the Grouch on Sesame Street, who premiered with Sesame Street in 1972. On this day. Yeah. Is that why? It's, I did not know it that is, that yeah. was the connection. Yeah. But then, of course, it grew from that, you know, from Oscar into... So uh, on this National Grouch Day, uh, some interesting facts and things you need to know about Tell grouches, me. about grouches in general. If you're wondering how to identify grouches around you, then it is quite simple. They are the ones who are often complaining, and they do it constantly. Okay. Grouches have the habit of irritating those around them with their frequent complaints. Mm. Grouches are generally not fond of noisy places, too much silence, or in general, any form of activity around them. Well, that sounds difficult to achieve, mm-hmm. that type of... I don't know, stasis they're looking for. Grouches are generally happy when those around them are unhappy or grouchy. Mm-hmm. And grouches feel comfortable when people are in the same mood as they are surly and grouchy. I have a problem when I'm around grouchy people. You, I would say that you are rarely grouchy. Mm-hmm. Rarely. I, I don't. You, you I, don't possess no, that gene. I don't think so. You've seen me grouchy. Not very often. Oh, you see me. I don't think so. I no, I, don't, I really don't think so. Okay. No. Christy, 
I don't think Christy's a grouch. No. Oh, thanks. No, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I've known significant people in my life who have been grouchy and on a regular basis. It's just a hard thing to put out into the world. To have that attitude that you're carrying with you and then projecting that at work and projecting that at home. I mean, that's a lot. Some people have hard lives, Mm -hmm. don't they? And so you How about every time I try to make a point? He's like, but... But you know, that's but true. People, I think people who this are grouchy... This is everybody loves John. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, you know, everyone's suffering in some form or another. It's true. And so... I know, but the suffering that we're... Everybody's suffering. It's hard. It's hard everybody's to be alive. Everybody's suffering. Hard to be alive. So it's... But it's even worse when you project it out of you and so the people around you can be as miserable as you are. That's not helping. <laughs> no. That's not going to get you out of the difficulty that no, you're in. No, that's really I true. I can promise you right. that. You know, it's a good thing about uh, being around a grouch is that when you are around a grouch, if you have like a, a room that you can go to and close the door, mm. uh, there's a lot to be said for closing the door. I think closing the door is great. Yeah. And here's the weird thing. The internet is just filled with grouchers. And so how do we why do we want to engage in that? I know. I mean, don't you think and the I internet think is like a lot of those people who are so miserable on Twitter or Facebook or whatever your social media platform is. The people that are that miserable, I think are just in a very small physical environment. And I don't mean small size-wise. I mean small ideologically, small number of people, small they're just not getting out. Yeah, it's my contention. To that, yeah, uh, it's just very difficult. I'm so sorry to, for anyone who's a grouch or who's been affected by my periodic grouchiness. Mm-hmm. I apologize, mm-hmm. and, and that's all. Your grouchiness I, is must be few and far between. If I can't think of a time, what? Well, you've seen me grouch. You have. I mean, have I? Yeah, I just you know. I can't wait to think about some instances that I can bring so I can bring them up on a future. Please program. don't. No, see that's why you know it's horrible. Mm-hmm. To, you know. We're going to step away. We're going to let John assess his own personal demons. I'm just and saying. And then when we come back, to be it'll be time. Bless me, Father. It'll be time for the weekend review. Right, hey, see. the ride home is streaming live on YouTube at the word Pittsburgh. Find us there. You can watch the show. Leave us a note. Tell us what you think. Everyone's grouchy sooner Tell us or later. If you think John's grouchy? I no, think no, he's no. Grouchy. I really don't. But everybody is right. Everybody has those periods of like, and God blesses everyone. 101.5 WORD. Do you love to cook or have a favorite recipe that's a winner? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning submission will receive a year's worth of meats from Good Ranchers. A $1,400 value. And a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once per day and completing bonus entry options. So start cooking. Enter today at wordfm.com slash contests. This is Kathy Ammons for Bible League International. The gospel is changing hearts in regions of the world like Asia, Africa, Latin America, and the Middle East. But many countries in these areas have very few Christian bookstores, big box stores, or online retailers to drop Bibles into their villages, so it's nearly impossible to find what is so elementary to walking with Christ, and that's God's Word. That's why Word FM and Bible League International have partnered to send Bibles to 5,000 waiting Christians. $5 sends one Bible, $35 
$25 sends seven and $100 sends Bibles to 20 Christians and every gift will be matched regardless of size. Help us to bless 5,000 Bibleless believers through our shared campaign. The world needs the word Bibles for the nations. Make your most generous gift today by calling 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-937-9673. 800-YES-WORD or give at wordfm.com. I've seen people being changed by reading the scripture. Giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. With today's technology, anyone can take a video, but getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. As America changes in an era of crisis, the mission of the church has never been more clear. It's time for us to saturate the streets with the love of Jesus. Saturate USA is a movement of churches and believers across America, uniting to reach every home with the gospel. At saturateusa.org, churches can adopt a zip code and receive free neighborhood maps and evangelistic materials, including Jesus film DVDs with free online streaming. Join the movement at saturateusa.org. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? I'd say supply chain shortages and not enough people working. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that. Okay. What do you think? I would go the different. I was sort of delving into a, a different a mindset. I think a lot of people were talking about, at least in my circles, about Dave Chappelle and his Netflix special. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's, that's all, really yep, a weird cultural moment. And I, I just really think I love it so much because it's people sort of like eating themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. What was a conversation that made you think? Uh, I went with uh, Monday at 510. Uh, our guest was Ray Ortland on the show for the first mm-hmm. time. And he talked about his book called The Death of Porn, Men of Integrity Building a World of Nobility. And I just have to say again, I believe I said this when Ray was on the air. We've seen a lot of books about pornography and about the scourge of it and about, you know, whatever. There's all sorts of, you know, different uh, takes people have on it. But Ray's is really different. And he's not trying to shame anybody. He's not trying to. He's not trying to change. He's not trying to make you feel horrible about yourself. He's trying to see that God has something very unique and special for you, and for the people that are caught up in the sex industry. And um, until we start to value, truly value people who we just see on a screen, value them, remember that they are actual people. The porn thing isn't going away. Yeah, that was a good segment. It really was. Um, uh, what day was it that you weren't here? Uh, was it Tuesday? Tuesday. Okay. Uh, a, a woman joined us. Her name is Faith McDonald, and uh, she t- talked about this work called "On the Loving End of Crazy," 
And it was a story, we've heard the story, and we know people mm-hmm. like this, who have adult children, they, you know, they go to college or they leave home and something happens to them, whether it's, you know, pornography, mental illness, mental illness drug addiction, addiction whatever, yeah. and they fall into a hole and they become unrecognizable. And Faith told this heartbreaking story about her son, who's now 35 and still working through this. And so, you know, all of us who are parents, you think the hopes and the dreams and all the aspirations that you have for your kids, all the things that you're, you've been working on and teaching and talking about, and then it comes crashing down. And the, the heartbreak of that, that's, you know, the things that you can't control and how do you go to God and say, take this from me, help me because I don't know what else to do. So that I've been thinking about her all week long, Faith McDonald on the loving end of crazy. What did you eat? I'm obsessing a little bit over the buffalo chicken pizza from Belisario's <laughs> in Allison Park. Yeah. I don't I, so I take so pizza's not a health food. I think we know that. Okay, well, I take this pizza and then I dip it in the blue cheese dressing that it comes with. That's healthy. So I've made it worse. But then the carrots and celery thing, the whole, it's delish. Mm. I give it high marks. Belisarios. Belisarios uh-huh. in uh, Allison Park. Very nice. Uh, at our house, my wife regularly will go into the curry route. So this week huh. she made uh, chicken curry with um, green beans, broccoli, and red peppers. Uh, over a bowl of rice, then at the very last second, you put in chilled pineapple. It was fabulous. We've had it two nights. We just devoured this thing. It was excellent. What did you watch? Um, our youngest daughter's home for fall break. She's home from college. And uh, so the first night we said, what do you want to watch? You yep. get you get to pick. And so I went out to the kitchen to get some things ready. I came back in and she had comedians in cars getting coffee yep. on. I haven't seen it in about a year. Mm-hmm. It does not disappoint. Jerry. I am telling you, that's one of I think that's one of my favorite shows of all time. I agree. It's a weird premise, but two guys it's or two so people terrific. in a car. It's so terrific. We that night we watched Sebastian Maniscalco's first appearance on there. His second one isn't that good. The first one, and then we watched Martin Short. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And all I want to do tonight is go watch more of them. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, I watched, we watched something, my wife and I, this week, which just blew us out of the water. I mean, for the first, I think, 40 minutes, we would stop what we were watching and go, what? Hold on. Go back. I want to hear that again. It's a documentary on Ella Fitzgerald. It's called Ella. Mm. It's on Netflix. Ella, as a homeless girl who ran away from a reformatory, walked onto the stage at the Apollo Theater thinking that she was going to perform a dance act, but the act before her were two dancers who took down the house. So she decided to sing a song. She won the first amateur night at the Apollo Theater, which she then parlayed into meeting the band leader, Chick Webb, who said, I don't want that ugly old thing. But he agreed to take her on the road, Ella, at the age of 17. He called her the ugly old thing? Yep. And then 
she exploded into the national consciousness with a hit song. And the rest, of course, is history. It's a fascinating documentary. I'm telling you. I thought I knew Ella. I didn't know Ella. It's on Netflix. It's worth it. I can't wait to watch it. What hacked you off? I love sports. I love football. I love baseball. I love hockey. I love golf. I am so sick and tired of when football players, whatever it is, when players have a bad game or a bad series of games, the pylon that happens from sports media is so over the top. Now, listen, I understand criticizing players as part of why we love sports, right? It's, It's terrific. But there is a line that you cross from being a an intelligent um, an intelligent evaluator of what's happening and you just turn into a jerk you just turn in it just sounds nasty yeah. and i'm telling you 70% of what i hear is just nasty and I, it's just tax me off and so all of a sudden last week when you know the Steelers look better now everyone this week now they don't what, what are we going to talk about <laughs> I mean you you talk about you know Ben Roethlisberger's performance like it's some kind of humanitarian crisis right. it's just over the top that could hack you off well I was excited this week um, because Blue Origin and they're putting into space Captain Kirk William Shatner who at the age of 90 the oldest guy to go you know, 66 miles up into outer space. I thought that was so cool. Well, then I'm reading about it and thinking about it and hearing people talk about it, and everyone's going, well, that's a waste of money. Why would we send people into that? And those billionaires with those rockets, why are they, we should be doing, you know, and I'm thinking, come on, you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we should be celebrating these cool things that, you know, I, look, I get it, right? You're spending a lot of money. But it's their money. They can spend it how they choose to. It just hacks me off that everything that's cool, we find the opposite of it and want to tear it down. That's all. I, I, I dig it. William Shatner went into space, but then the grouches among us said no. What was the best news you heard this week? I loved being outside every single day this week yeah. so much. I just, the weather in Pittsburgh was spectacular. It was beautiful outside. It wasn't hot at night. It was warm. I just, I, every day I woke up and thought, I cannot wait to spend another day outside. Amen to that. Uh, Best news I heard this week, uh, from the age of 18 until I was 40 years of age, I essentially made a a living as an actor. And then I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I can't. But there are and people that I know who have made their living in the arts by hook or by crook. I mean, and they continue to do so, you know, at, at, at my age, guys that I know. So a guy that I know and I've worked with for years, his name's Phil Winters. I remember back in 1980, Phil Winters and I were at the Three River Shakespeare Festival on the campus at the University of Pittsburgh. We were in Hamlet and we were, and we, we were in Hamlet and uh, we were, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, you know, all of a sudden, if you know Hamlet, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are in the first couple of scenes, and then they disappear. They just disappear. So then there's Phil and I. We're hanging outside uh, the University of Pittsburgh Theater, and we're like, you know, in our Elizabethan garb, and we're like smoking cigarettes waiting for a curtain call. <laughs> and <laughs> I love Phil. Anyway, the news this week is that Phil Winters is going to play the chief. 
at the Pittsburgh Public Theater, which was a role originated by Tommy Atkins. Uh, The play was written by Rob Zellers and Gene Collier. And there's Phil Winters, 40 years after hanging out backstage at the Pitt Theater, smoking cigarettes as Rosencrantz or maybe Guildenstern. We both forget who we were. And there's Phil doing a solo show. That's good news. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? Yeah, I've been thinking about this this week. I've been reading this, and uh, I was back in Romans, and I read this. This is Romans one one seven. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for the sake of his name, including yourselves who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all God's beloved in Rome, who are called to be saints, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, there is Paul, the apostle, who was once Saul, the persecutor of Christians, who has become a new creation in Christ. And he lays it out in the very first first beginnings of Romans. I love it so much. It speaks to all of us of who we once were and who we can be again, newly made in Christ Jesus. And that's John and Cappy's Week in Review. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Danny Gokey is bringing the Stand in Faith Tour to your city. With special guest Colton Dixon. Don't miss out on this fun night. Join Danny Gokey in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the Bible Chapel on Friday, October 22nd. That's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on October 22nd. Tickets are on sale now and going fast, so don't wait. Get more information at transparentproductions.com. Your goals, your future, your dreams. These things are none of our business. Your symptoms, your work-from-home sweatpants, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., that's really none of our business. Because your life is private, and unlike other tech companies, we think your internet should be too. Oh, who's that from? Ah, that's none of our business either. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Your life. 
your hopes. And whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com pastors. You are not your diagnosis. And vision loss does not define you. Your drive defines you. And we are here to let those challenged with blinding retinal diseases know that we are driven too. To be a beacon of strength. A champion of courage. An advocate for hope. And we are stronger together. We fund. We fight. We We win. We We are the the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Blindness. Join the fight at fightingblindness.org. All right, so we've got a big sports weekend coming ahead of us. We've got um, a bunch of stuff going on. I'm going to narrow it down to three games because it's time for the three of us to make our picks. Okay. And so um, we're going to start doing this every Friday. And I, I fully expect that the three of us will be very bad at this. Uh, making a pick? Yeah, very, very yeah, bad. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, Christy, can you uh, right, begin our music, you. please? John Hall. Is that amateur hour? Uh, three games. We're going to pick Pitt, Virginia Tech, Penn's Blackhawks, okay. home opener tomorrow night, and Steelers Seahawks Sunday night. Very nice. Sunday night, nationally televised football. Optimistic. I'm very optimistic. You asked me for all three picks. Uh, uh, let's just do Pitt, Virginia Tech. Oh, Pitt, Virginia Tech, Pitt 44. Okay. Virginia Tech 21. Okay. Christy. I have Pitt 31, Virginia Tech 27. Really? You guys believe in Pitt? Oh, yeah. See, I've been scarred too many times. I've been scarred too many times. I'm picking Virginia Tech. What? I'll believe it when I see it. Virginia Tech 37, Pitt 35. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's go to uh, Penn's Blackhawks, which is tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Christy, I'll start with you this time. Tell me what's going to happen. 5-3 Penn's. <gasps> nice. Penn's 6-3. What? 6-3. All right. I went 4-1 Penn's. All right. People are fired up, right? Let's go. go. Bring it on. on. Hockey's back. All right. Sunday night football. As I said, nationally televised. Um, our Steelers take on the Seahawks. We're welcoming the Seahawks to town. Um, I'll start this one. Okay. Um, I say that it's going to be that their defense stinks and Russell Wilson isn't playing. I say Steelers 28, Seahawks 14. Very nice. Christy. I have it 2017 Seahawks. Oh, oh. That. That's painful. I don't understand that, but go ahead. Mm -hmm. I got Steelers 27, Seahawks 17. All right. Okay. Come on, let's go. We're and gonna that, be positive and that's here. And those are our weekend picks. We got some All right. picks here. Um, so I need to get. I didn't write those down. I should have written those down. Let's just say them. We'll, we'll re- just say them. We'll revisit them on Monday and okay. see how things see are. How oh, look at. Okay, Christy okay, has good. them. All right. Also, um, this weekend in Pittsburgh, several things that are happening. If you can possibly get away from your TV, because there's so much, so many good sports on. Where what? What are you gonna watch sports wise? Well, okay, so I three thirty yeah. is Pitt Virginia Tech. Yeah. And Kenny Pickett has I'm serious, he has looked like if you haven't watched Kenny Pickett play this year, mm-hmm. he looks like a Heisman Trophy candidate. Yeah. He looks absolutely terrific. If there ever was a person who made the right decision to come back for their senior year 
and not declare for the draft. He is the man. I love it. Um, So I'm going to watch that at 3.30, Mm -hmm. and then that'll be over around 5.30 or 6, 6 6.30, something like that. And then the Pens game is going to start at 7. That's a full day. Plus, I have to go see Birds Aren't Real. Oh, no. You're going to blow that off, aren't you? Because I was supposed to go see it tonight, and then they decided to delay it without letting me know. Can you ask for a refund? From Birds Aren't Real? From the Birds? Yeah. All right. Okay. A couple quick things to do. Uh, Monster Pumpkins, the Monster Pumpkin Festival, tomorrow from 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock, Saturday and Sunday uh, in the Strip District. Uh, Gigantic pumpkins. I mean, it's like pumpkins that weigh 2,000. Is that that one place in the Strip, or is it just going to be all over... Uh, sorry, it's uh, the um, Strip District on Railroad Street between 28th and 29th. Okay. It's known as the Stack 3 Crossings, which I didn't know that. All right. Okay. Massive pumpkins, uh, anywhere from 2,000 to 2,400 pounds. They're going to go. Holy cow. Grown by one guy, Andy Wolf, okay. and uh, he's going to be carving these pumpkins. All right. That's super cool. Okay. Are you reading from the trip there? I am. Okay. Uh-huh. Zubu. The zoo's open, and they're doing um, Halloween uh, things, which are super cool. Uh, Rock On, The Women Who Rock, is at 7 o'clock at Stage AE on the North Shore. Uh, Sheila E. is going to be headlining. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, I've seen her perform live a couple times. She, she, she brings it on, doesn't she? Oh, my she? gosh. Yep. And um, what else is going on? Oh, you go to the aviary. But I'm not going to the aviary. Why? Because you're I'm mad protesting. about Kodiak. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. I am. Cody's protest. happy to be home. Free Kodiak, No, he's good. Free him. He's good. John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.